Soccer Tonight, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm flying solo for this hour-long edition of Soccer Tonight here on the home of world football in Southern California. Hanging out with you on ESPN LA 710, and we have got an action-packed 60 minutes here. There was plenty of action on the day in World Cup of football as uh, more teams are sent home officially and more teams know where they're playing in the round of 16 as groups C and D were completed today. Oh, man. Uh, you know, look, Group C was the early games. No disrespect. We got our first nil-nil, that drab Denmark-France mess. But, oh, man, the late great game in Group D, Argentina and Nigeria. So much to talk about as Lionel Messi got on the scoreboard first with an amazing goal. If you really just watch how Messi took that goal, and I tweeted it out at the time, there's no one in the world that can do what he does and did on that play. No one. He's just that good. And it's incredible the skill he has to take that ball down the way he did with just a couple of touches to put it perfectly in his right-footed path. Remember, he's not right-footed. Well, he is, really, but he's more left-foot-oriented, I guess. Although, I mean, that was magic. And then Nigeria comes creeping back. Victor Moses completes a penalty kick, and all of a sudden you're thinking, uh-oh. And then late in the uh, the day, Rojo puts that goal in, and, and literally Lionel Messi jumps on his back and lets Rojo carry them to the round of 16 with a 2-1 win. And it's interesting because all the focus was on Messi, Argentina, Messi, Argentina. I want to talk a little bit about Nigeria right now. And I want to tell you this. Full credit to Nigeria. The problem is they were in a real tough spot, not because of who they were playing, but because of the position they're in. They needed a draw, right? And in all likelihood, the draw was going to be enough. And the problem became when you play that way against a team like Messi in Argentina, even as bad as they had been, you're not playing enough. And now, again... Can't really fault him. You know, I can't fault Nigeria for doing that on, on some level, but they didn't give them ch- themselves the real chance, really, to go play Argentina. Because Nigeria is better than Argentina. There, I said it. They are. Argentina was still a mess throughout most of that game. They pulled it out, and part of it was because Nigeria needed just a point, essentially. Once they saw what was going on with Iceland, Croatia, and how it was developing, Nigeria knew that a point was going to get them through. And that's a problem. So they're caught. Again, I'm not going to rip on it as much. It's just a fact. And that's the beauty of these tournaments with these three games. you got to go out and get every win you can any which way you can. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Messi said Argentina, quote, didn't deserve to go out, right? Isn't that what he said in the World Cup group stage? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Leo. You were, you were just about done. I don't know that they didn't deserve to go out. Again, Nigeria kind of got stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because if you go out like gangbusters trying to win, you're going to get criticized if Argentina hits you on a couple of counters and all of a sudden you're down 2-0 and you lose. But... When you play that kind of passive style and absorb that much of the ball and that much of pressure, bad things can happen. And that's exactly what happened in Nigeria. They lose two out of their three group matches after getting beaten by Argentina 2-1, and they are out. I think Argentina's a better team than Ar- I'm sorry, Nigeria's a better team than Argentina. I really do. 
877-710-ESPN. You can also hit me up on Twitter. We're going to take phone calls. We're going to get your tweets in at TalkSoccer. Once again, I'm flying solo tonight. Mike Trudell is uh, not with me tonight. He'll be back tomorrow. And uh, here's uh, one from at dat underscore Amika who says, Nigeria's coach let them down, didn't use his subs properly to kill the game off. Okay. I'm not going to argue. It wasn't a good performance by Nigeria all the way around. Coaching, setup. You should have just went out and played. You're better than Argentina. You had them on the ropes. Argentina had put themselves on the ropes. It's so tricky to try to play for the tie. And you can't tell me that's not what Nigeria was doing. I I don't buy it. Again, understand it. I'm not even going to be that critical in terms of picking on the Nigerian coaching staff and players. I mean, they felt that was their best opportunity. I just don't know. Let's go out to the phones. We start this edition of Soccer Tonight in Glendale with John. John, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up, John? Hey, Dave. I spoke to you about two weeks ago uh, when right before the tournament started about Croatia getting out of the group. All yes. Up, we not only got out of the group, we went undefeated. Looks like uh, we're having a reincarnation of our golden uh, generation about from 20 years ago. Sure. 1998, I remember, John. I, mean, I remember watching with all the fans in uh, back in Cleveland at the time. And yeah, On the boy. outlook, looks pretty good getting uh, Denmark in the next round and looks like getting to the quarterfinals will probably be facing Russia or Spain. Still pretty pretty light uh, as far as competition compared to the talent that we're presenting. i got to be honest with you, John. I don't think Croatia should care who they're playing right now. They're as good as anybody. So I really don't think I don't think Croatia has to worry about matchups. <laughs> Just go out and keep playing the way you are, and they can beat anyone. I mean, again, this, this proves a point of what I've been trying to say. Thank you for the phone call, John. Appreciate it. Good luck to Croatia, and I appreciate you listening and, and checking back in. Now, I did not have Croatia advancing. I had Argentina and Nigeria advancing out of the group of course that wasn't going to be possible going into today obviously i knew that but i'm going to stick with my predictions i'll tell you i was wrong i did have nigeria advancing as a second place team i had argentina winning it and i thought it was a very tough group now croatia to me has been not the surprise of the tournament but certainly as good as any story you can have your uruguay at three and oh i mean nice story but croatia has been was in a much tougher group and a far better performances that they put in even including today's victory over iceland with what was essentially Croatia starting an awful lot of the guys who hadn't even played yet. So kudos to them. Here's the thing. Croatia kind of sums up what I like to talk about with the World Cup. Get to the knockout stage. Right? Now, Croatia did it in style, but that doesn't even matter. When you get to the knockout stage, you can win the World Cup. If you get out of your group, yes, it is possible. You have a good chance because it's just one and done you get hot. You know, we've seen it all over the place. We've seen it in in college basketball in the one and done, the March Madness. It is possible. Look, nobody wants to remember this. Costa Rica, I say it all the time, they were within a whisker of the semifinals in 2014. Yeah, long pregnant radio pause there so you can let that sink in. Costa Rica was within a whisker of the semifinals. Who knows what might have happened? Costa Rica in 2014 could have very likely won the World Cup. And you can't tell me it's not true. Because if you get that far, you have a chance. And Croatia, all the better, because they're even more talented than even any of us really knew going in, the way they're performing. And they've got that confidence. And that is crucial. Absolutely crucial. And I don't... uh, Look, 
here's the thing. when Confidence is a massive thing, and we know this. Example of that group alone, Croatia's feeling good, right? They're flying high, beating everybody, and looking good doing it. Argentina, you could argue Argentina was the best team in the group. Going in, didn't play like it. I think Nigeria is better than them right now, but they started to get a little confidence back with that messy goal. Started to touch the ball a little bit more. Started to feel better about themselves. It makes a difference. These guys are human. They're not machines. And you know what? Messi proved he's just about as close to being the perfect soccer player and a machine as anybody could on that first goal, but still they almost went out. Still it took a miracle late. Now, I got at West LAT, LAT Inc., uh, Hit me up on Twitter, who I love. Great dude. He says, I believe your statement about Nigeria is correct, but Argentina showed better quality this match and overall had better quality players. See, that's where I somewhat disagree, only because of the way Nigeria set up. You know what I mean? And he and he's agreeing with that statement, but I, I think you can take it further, West L.A. It, Argent, Nigeria is good, I mean, talent-wise, too. They were kind of caught in a tough situation. We can admit that, right? First of all, you're playing against a team who's got nothing to lose in the sense of so much pressure, but they already are behind the eight ball. Nigeria's trying to hang on. That's a tough place to be in the three-game group stage. And it, it, it highlights what I always talk about. Go score goals and win games. We saw the United States do this way too often, frankly, under all, under all our managers for the most part. They try to manage the group stage with four points and hope it's enough, right? And that's just ridiculous. Yes, four points can be enough. Argentina just proved that. We likely will see another team or two maybe that gets through with four points. Maybe. That's entirely possible. But it doesn't mean that's what you should be striving for. If you're Nigeria, go win. You already lost your margin of error losing to Croatia earlier in the tournament. You can't be looking to play for the draw against a team like Argentina and Lionel Messi. Not a recipe for success. And no, this is not hindsight. You just don't want to mess around like that. And a great point from at Woken B, who tweets in, don't wake up the sleeping giant, hashtag messy. True. Absolutely true. 877-710-ESPN. That's the number to get involved. 877-710-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at Talk Soccer. We continue the conversation here about the World Cup. Soccer tonight, Dave Denholm and you on ESPN LA 710. They've got their goal! What a moment here! Argentina have done it! Marcos Rojo, goal there, courtesy of FIFA TV. This is soccer tonight on ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dunholm hanging out with you on the home of world football here. And as we talk World Cup, that was Argentina's game winner. It proved to be the goal that gets them out of Group D. But it was still tenuous. You couldn't just say Argentina was winning and that was it because Iceland could have scored late. But, in fact, Croatia did a few minutes later add another one to break that tie. And Iceland, if they would have scored again, would have gotten through. And Argentina still would have been going home after their rough start in Group D. As it is now, the Argentines know they'll be playing France in the knockout stage. Joining me now, one of the biggest Argentina fans. You know him, you love him from our coverage of Los Angeles Football Club here on ESPN LA 710. He is Pablo Alcino. Pablo, whew, just got to make a little noise like that, Pablo. Whew. Yeah, what is up, Dave? Hello, everybody. And if I had any hair, it would have been gone during that game. <laughs> Dave, i got to say the truth. I cried three times. When Messi scored, tears came from my face. 
because I, I felt so good for him because that yeah. pressure was definitely off of him. If if Nigeria ties it one one, would get eliminated. At least he stepped up and did what he had to do, and it was the only good pass Messi has gotten this whole World Cup. Yep. And they've watched that goal again. Messi is a lefty. He controls the ball with his left thigh before the ball touches the ground. He tips it with his left foot over to the right to give himself enough time and space to then shoot it with the right foot. That is an amazing goal. One of the only people in the world that can make it is Messi, so I was so happy for him. And then the last goal, Dave, I was also happy. Marcos Rojo from my team, Estudiantes de la Plata, he's also a lefty, and he kicks a one-timer with his right foot to give us the game winner. And like we talked about it this week, man, Argentina's built for the knockout phases. They, they struggle when teams defend with 11. In the knockout phase against France, France doesn't play that way. France likes to touch the ball with Griezmann and everything. So it's going to give space to Argentina. Whoever scores first in that game is going to win 3 4 nothing. That's how I see France-Argentina. Argentina scores first. They are going to roll. And then why not if somehow Portugal gets past Uruguay, which I doubt it, Messi, Ronaldo to get to the semifinals. But wow. we got to yeah. get to France. Look, it's, anything's possible now. That's the bottom line, Pablo. you got to get out of your group. I, w- I do want to focus on your opponent today a little bit and, and see what you okay. think of what I was saying. I thought Nigeria was kind of caught in a, hard, a rock in a hard place there. It's tough to play for a draw and try to defend. You know, like, I mean, yeah, look. but but, but I, I disagree with you, David. If, if, Dave, if Nigeria attacks, even when you're down 1-0, they get routed. I mean, Argentina would have routed that team if they give them space. Nigeria stayed back, and they were hoping to maybe get a free kick, maybe get a corner, maybe get a PK, and they got it. It was one-one. They no, but you the can't. Here is the point, Pablo. How they were too often? Away. How can you argue? Too often we see teams score that late goal to just destroy another team's possibilities. Right? It happens way right. too much when you defend for ninety minutes. I am sorry. I know sometimes it works. Okay, right, I get but it. If Nigeria but, attacks. I disagree. They, they They're equally as good as you. I'm sorry. Bottom line. I, this no. Team, oh, absolutely. The way Argentina had been playing, once it was 1-1, Nigeria could have even actually went after it more and, and actually created some more stuff. And Argentina was ready to fold. I'm sorry. And now, you know, look, Nigeria backs up. Argentina deserves it. Great goal. No doubt. Yeah. They they deserve to go on. I mean, look, that's no, the beauty it's of... The same thing, it's the same thing with Croatia. Croatia ended up beating Argentina 3 nothing. But if we don't give up that first goal when the goalie just handed them the goal, Croatia can't defend with 11. When they can't defend with 11, it plays for Argentina style, and they can score first. If they score first, then Croatia has an attack. Oh, Argentina come rocks. on. Croatia... Argentina goes down... When Argentina goes Pablo, down, zero changes the whole Pablo, game. you know I love you. Croatia is better than you. Croatia is better than Argentina as a whole. I'm sorry. They just are. Dave, <laughs> don't play the result. If Argentina doesn't give oh, up Oh, come that on. Goal, Ifs and buts. Candy and nuts. If Croatia, I mean, better, if Croatia is better than Argentina, why were they defending with 11 the whole freaking game until they got that goal? Because Croatia they know they can, that. because Argentina can't break down teams like that. And Exactly. But you well, can't say they're better. But they're that's better a stop. I mean, a lead. They're not look, better when they're down. A team playing the, what, second game of the group stage can do that when they know they have unbelievable talent the way Croatia does. I mean, it, look, I understand why Nigeria did it. I just, I just think at times you've got to be willing to live or die by playing your, you know, going out and do it yourself. You know, I mean, they, Nigeria was hoping Argentina would have a bad game again, and Argentina didn't. They deserved it. They won. 
and that's my point. Sometimes you got to go out yeah. and you get. Now this is me as an American no, fan, I, and I think they would have. If it would have been times, seventy, and they were still down one zero, I think Nigeria attacks a lot more. Yeah. They got handed the PK, so with a draw, they advance, and they just were defending. No, but here's the thing too. The problem becomes, Pablo, Nigeria doesn't know for sure they advance with a draw even. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing that I, I have issue with sometimes. You didn't well, that know. I agree with you. That you I know. agree with you. Nigeria was playing 100% sure that Croatia was going to win. Yeah. So I agree with you there. It worked I, I out, but I mean, they, as you know, as an yeah. Argentine, let me ask you that, Pablo. As the last minutes wore on and you scored, you know, Rojo gets the great goal and Messi rides him into mm-hmm. the sunset. However, Iceland was still 1-1. Did you immediately flip over to that game for a little bit to see what was going on? First of all, my nerves couldn't take that <laughs> anyway, so I just got to focus on Argentina scoring and Argentina winning. <laughs> and then I would just let uh, the other people tell me to score. So I, I would not have been able to switch the channel. Uh, but I, I was like Nigeria. I thought if Argentina won, we would advance. I knew Iceland wouldn't be Croatia, and, and it worked out nice. Um, Boy, so that got closer on. with that penalty. You know, it was weird because Iceland was not playing well, yeah. no doubt. You know, and it's like, and honestly, Croatia was far superior. But, the, you know, Pablo, speaking of penalties, there's a lot of controversy on this, you know, with Rojo, which I thought ne- was ridiculous. Neither, oh, that was not a PK, no. and neither was. You thought it was a PK? No, I totally agree with you. That was no oh, hand. Oh, oh. No, did you think either one was a PK? No, not at all. I, honestly, I, I, look, here's the thing. I will say this. The Mascherano thing, they do want them to call that more, make no mistake, and that's the problem with Mascherano doing that. You just don't know what referee is going to call that, and what don't, and that's ridiculous because we've seen far yeah, worse of that. You know, Shouldn't they put in the, the NFL rule, you know, a ball not catchable? This guy was backwards towards the goal. The ball was 10 yards oh, it was ridiculous. Him. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's so not stupid. a PK. So stupid, especially when you have VAR to look at that kind of thing. You know, in the heat of the moment, he can't really necessarily always look of, ooh, it's uncatchable, you know, with one referee. But when you have VAR, which is a joke anyway, look, I totally agree. I don't think Mascherano's should be called, but they have been telling these refs to do it, and yet in other games, they had far worse examples of that that actually affected plays, and they didn't call it. And, you know, all of a sudden you're going to knock a team out because one referee decides to call it and the other ones aren't even close? I mean, that's... So frustrating, you know, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, if you watch the whole game, it was very frustrating from the refs point of view for Argentines. We didn't get a couple of free kicks we should have gotten. Uh, but anyway, we move on. We yeah, move and on. that's all that matters. Look, here's the thing. As I just said in the other segment, Pablo, and you and I have talked about it, you get to the knockout stage because you can win. Anybody can win, and especially Argentina. Just get there, and they did. And you're right, you got a tough matchup, no doubt, but you got to beat good teams to win the whole cup anyway. So you might as well start now with France. <laughs> oh, exactly. And, and, hey, if France beats us, it's a heartbreak city, but it's not a crushing, yeah. uh, demoralizing, you don't get out of the group stage. <laughs> yep. you know? So uh, I think we're in a great situation. The pressure is now off of Argentina. Now let's go have some fun. And score. if Argentina scores first, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be – 3-0 Argentina. I'll, I'll call it right now. If France scores first, it might be 5 nothing France. Because <laughs> well, Argentina's going to, well, you know, it, it all The changed. beauty of the goal in the knockout stage is it opens up everything, right? Everybody's got to play once it's 1-0, yeah. so, which is fantastic. Oh, we'll I talk like, about Pablo Alcina here. Matchup. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. I love the matchup against France. It's a great yeah. matchup for Argentina. France is not like, I would have much rather France than Denmark. It sounds weird, but no, Denmark's going to defend with 11, stay back, hope to catch on the counter, which Argentina is not good with. France wants to come out and play. Let's play and let the best team win. But um, I don't fear anybody as long as Messi's playing how he is. But Dave, 
You are the Argentine manager. Are you putting Iguain again? This is another game where he was horrible. Another no. shot that he blows over the crossbar. Always too slow to get to Messi's passes. It's driving me insane. I genuinely at gonna... times, Pablo, I genuinely at times watch Iguain, and I know he's skilled. I don't know how he scores ever, even for Real Madrid. I know Real Madrid's just loaded with talent, and they usually play teams that aren't even on their, you know, on their plane. So maybe that – I just don't think he belongs there. I would rather – Argentina used Federico, Federico Iguain, and I'm not kidding, <laughs> than his brother Gonzalo at this point. He's not, there's yeah. no value to that. I'm sorry. So there just the one, is none. That's the one thing. I, put Aguero in there, please. But I do like Iguain's side for corners, except he's so slow right now that that's not working either. Not, it didn't but matter, I'm, exactly. I am in cloud nine. And not only that, with France, I don't think there's any advantage there with Iguain, even on corners. So, at least yeah. in that game. I don't think it matters. We're talking with Pablo Alcino. Of course, he works with me at LAFC and the broadcast here on ESPN LA 710. Pablo, I know it's hard for you to, to think of anything beyond Argentina. Is there another team oh, or I two, though? I can talk though? about everything you want, baby. Yeah. Is there I another team know, or two that you love so far in this tournament? Well, I mean, I can't. I'm so nervous for Mexico. My wife's from Mexico. I lived in Mexico. Uh, you know, we know Carlos Vela well. Um, I, I know Chicharito well. So I'm rooting hard for Mexico. And you're talking about Argentina advancing with four points. Mexico might not advance with six, and they might not advance being the playing the best soccer on the tournament. And that's how crazy that group is. That last second Germany goal made this a do or die game for Mexico. So I, I am chomping at the bit for that game tomorrow, hoping Mexico wins so they win the group. And it's Brazil Germany in the next round, which would be amazing for Argentina because one of the two will be out. Pablo, but I am nervous for Mexico. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Get this. I believe this is correct. If Germany beats Korea Republic 1-0 and Sweden beats Mexico 1-0, they have to go to the fair play ruling, which is the like fourth tiebreaker. It's based on yellow cards because everyone will have six points and everyone will have scored three goals and given up two. I mean, it's just oh, crazy. Geez. Who, who's got the most, the least yellow cards? I'll have to do the re, honestly, I hadn't even checked on it, but I know that that's what happens. It goes to like some. Yeah, but I, I know Germany's going to score seven on Korea. Well, fair enough. I mean, I figure, you know, Mexico yeah. will come out and, you know, get a goal. If Mexico scores even one goal, none of that can happen anyway. Even if they lose, you know, nothing, right. it won't go to that situation. But you're right. I mean, this is so amazing. Uh, what a group, you know, you win two games. What we've seen throughout the rest of the tournament is if you win two games, your first two, you're you're through. You're just you're. Well, what you're, a, what about Iran? Iran had a shot on goal in the 93rd oh. minute. That goes in. Ronaldo's out of the World Cup. Portugal's out of the World Cup. And all of a sudden, who's the who's the who choked now? You know, of course they barely course. missed it. They could have given Ronaldo a red card. I mean, everything changes. That's why these games are amazing. Anybody who doesn't like football, doesn't like soccer, I don't know what you're talking about. It's Pablo, we know you game. love it. Thanks so much, brother. We'll be checking back in with you as Argentina moves on. Congratulations. Good luck. And uh, yeah, great to talk to you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. You got my cell phone number, man. Anytime, any team. Let's talk it up. The great Pablo Alcino, who works with us, uh, works with me over at LAFC here on ESPN LA 710. You know him, you love him. Thanks so much for that. He's a diehard Argentine fan, of course, from Argentina. Appreciate that. I do want to get to the phones at 877-710-ESPN. And before we go to the next break here real quick, I want to check in with Alex if he's still there. Mario, I'm just off the fly here. Alex in Glendale had a bone or two to pick with me, so I hope he's still there. Alex, are you still there? Dave. Alex, how Dave. are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, thank you. Thanks for holding on. Alex, how did you not take Croatia to get out of this bracket? You I know, do not understand this. 
I I understand, Alex. I and I like the Cro I, I like the Croatian midfield. I didn't know that their defense would play this well. I thought I thought Argentina was going to be better. First of all, you got to admit that. Like I thought, Messi and Argentina would have had their stuff together beforehand. And I really like Nigeria's speed against that Croatian D, but it never showed. I mean, Croatia is fantastic. I mean, uh, like I said, they could win the whole thing, and there's no reason not to think of them as a favorite, really, amongst the big shots right now. They're right up there. Uh, but I missed on that one, Alex, no doubt. And I, I just yeah, thought I mean, that they would come in third. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that their defense would play this well and this organized in front of that or behind that incredible midfield. And, you know, look, up front, they have their moments, certainly, but with Modric and, and Rakitic and Perry, I mean, all these guys are just so fantastic. Yeah, I missed it. No doubt about it. I mean, the thing about the midfield is they dictate the pace of the game. And when they do that, it just it just takes a lot of the pressure off the defense. I mean, yes, that's at, what I missed. You You're at, absolutely right. They they never not have the ball. They never do not have the ball wherever they want it. That's the thing about Croatia. They move the ball around so perfectly, Alex, as you know better than I do, clearly, that they never – they're never out of position, seemingly. Like it's just, it's a machine right now. And now that look, they got work to do, right? They got to play a tough Denmark team. I don't care what anyone says. Denmark is hard to beat. But I mean, Alex, thank you for the phone call. Thanks for waiting around. And you, you're right to point out how much I didn't think about Croatia. But I'm, I'm, I was dead wrong. And now I'm certainly a believer of the way they're playing. But they do have a tough matchup. I mean, Denmark's not going to roll over. That's going to be an interesting European matchup there for sure. Thanks so much for the phone call, Alex. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Mexico. We've got to talk about El Tree. Pablo alluded to it. I'll talk about it next. ESPN LA 710. Soccer tonight, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California as we talk the beautiful game as we march on and continue to decide and determine who is going to the knockout stage. We saw four more teams advance officially to the knockout stages now, and that includes Argentina, who got by and just got by Nigeria on a late Marcos Rojo goal that was set up beautifully. Argentina was pressing and pressing and pressing, and they beat out Nigeria in Group D. Let's go to the phones at 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to be talking L Tree in just a moment, and i got a question for L Tree fans. But first, Bayou is in L.A. Bayou, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, okay. So uh, today's match between Nigeria and Argentina is bittersweet for me. I'm from Nigeria. Okay. Um, But I also was, you know, I, I didn't think Nigeria was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because our players are not good enough, but I know that they are going to have way too much respect for Argentina, and they're going to go and play for a draw. Yes. And there is no way you're going to go play for a draw against an Argentine team with their backs to the wall that you're going to survive. It's not possible. I knew Messi was due for, for a good game. I knew the entire team was good, due for a good game. So if Nigeria had played the way they played in the second half of the Iceland match, then they got a shot. Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't play like that. They were looking for a draw. But the other thing I wanted to say was, I want to disagree with Pablo. Um, you know, him saying that the Argentina had a chance against Croatia. No, that Croatian team is a solid team. If, they, if Argentina plays them 10 times the way they played them before, they're going to lose 10 times. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you, Bayo. Thank you for the phone call. I, I happen to agree with Bayo there. I know Pablo loves his Argentina. Croatia's better. They just are. Bayo's right. I mean, Croatia, and he knows. He saw what Croatia did to Nigeria and to Iceland and, of course, to what they did to Argentina. I understand what Pablo's saying about playing style. Well, that's coaching. That's being ready. That's knowing that your opponent is so weak or maybe has weaknesses that you can exploit by doing that mentally and physically, and they did. 100% agree. Joe is in L.A. Joe, you're next up with Dave Dunholm here on ESPN LA at 710 in soccer tonight. Welcome, Joe. What's going on, Dave? How Not too much, doing, man. man. This is so so much fun, Joe. I got to tell you, I'm loving hey, this. I, I I talked to you on the eve of the of the tournament, man, before it started, and yep. And I'm still excited because my my main team is going on tomorrow, and they and you know they've been proving people wrong since the get go. So you know tomorrow it's uh, you know Sweden, and hopefully we win the group. Um, I mean, what's the worst case scenario at this point? Well, Joe, here's the thing. Look, it's amazing that what this group has become because South Korea. You know, just doesn't look like they're going to beat anybody or even get, you know, there's no draw for South, you know, there's been no draws in the group. So that always means it's kind of tricky. And that means right. Mexico still has to play. Here's the thing. If Mexico loses 1-0 and Germany beats Korea Republic 1-0, you have three teams on six points that have all scored three goals and given up two. So the goal difference won't matter. Ooh, yeah. In other words, it's, ex- and then it, the goals scored, they have to go to actual Yellow cards. Going into tomorrow's game, wow. by my count, Germany and Mexico have one less yellow than Sweden. But I believe, did not, didn't Germany get a red card somewhere? Maybe I'm wrong because I thought it was like two yellows or something. I could be wrong. I think it was two yellows. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I think that may affect the fair play ruling. Mike Trudell told me that's the fourth, I think it's the fourth tiebreaker. So theoretically, you've got to watch oh, out for man. yellow cards tomorrow, Joe. Oh, I mean, how crazy is It comes is this? down to yellow cards, huh? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, Joe, Mike argued that he would rather have the old tiebreaker, which was f- uh, flipping a coin, if you can believe that. Yeah. Oh, I that's better than yellow cards because, you know, refs these days, they, you know, they've been making some calls. They've been throwing out red cards. Yeah. What if you, you know, cards, they... exactly. What if you get a, and not only that, like, and I'm not saying, you know, it wouldn't be against Mexico, but, you know, you have Germany playing like South Korea, who's got nothing to lose, let's say. What if South Korea started the game really like chippy? And started really going after Germany, firing them up, you know, nothing to lose. And then all of a sudden Germany gets a couple yellows because the referee's starting to hand out yellow cards too much. Exactly. Or it could happen in the Mexico-Sweden game. I mean, you're right. Exactly. It, yeah, it's you know, a little... So it comes down to like, man, it was, you know, like it didn't even come to like the actual good team that needs to yep. go. You know, but I have a, I have big faith, man, that we're going to get this thing taken care of tomorrow. We're going to come out of the group. And um, All right, Joe, let me ask you this, know, Danny. Two questions for you as an L Tree fan. This is what I want to ask all L Tree fans, and you can tell me at 877-710-ESPN. Joe, you can answer them first. You were the first one on here. As an L Tree fan, do you A, and let me give you both, do you want them to play for the draw or the win? And B, if they don't get out of this group, is that really a failure if they play well tomorrow? Let's say it's a tough, tight game, and they don't get out of the group. How do you feel? Well, for the first question, of course, we we need that W. Yes. You know, we need that W, man, and we got to get, you know, we, we got to break this curse of getting past, you know, to the quarterfinal. Thank you. Or out of the quarterfinal. And then to so the second question you asked, Mexico beat the reigning champs, you yep. know? So at the end of the day, if it comes down to some yellow cards or some cards, <laughs> that's not going to tell us who the actual – you know, best team was moving forward. I think it's not a failure. You know, they beat the 
they beat the reigning champs. You know, they held down the ground. They're playing really good ball right now. Um, I, I give a lot of kudos I, to the coach Osorio, who hasn't hasn't done no credit. I mean, as much credit that he, as he deserves, in my opinion. And um, yeah, man, I, I think it's. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see it as a failure. I mean, you know, they they beat the reigning champs. They've been playing good ball. They haven't lost. You know, so They're perfect. They've been perfect. Yeah, quite I mean, frankly. So in the World Cup, <laughs> Joe. I, I, I don't disagree with your assessment. Thank you for the phone call, man. appreciate hey, that. Thanks a lot, David. You bet. L-Tree fans, I want to hear from you, just like Joe, 877-710-ESPN, or on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. How do you approach this game if you're Juan Carlos Osorio? Do you just play for it like the win and just win the group? Remember, you win the group with a draw, but, boy, we've seen how that can work out sometimes. You start playing for draws. You're not playing your game, and playing for a draw is not El Tree's game. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, or hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Soccer tonight, Dave Denholm and you hanging out on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Indeed it is, Soccer tonight, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Denholm hanging out with you as we are Monday through Friday here. Mike Trudell will join me tomorrow after soccer weekly we got the regular soccer weekly show coming up tomorrow night at 7 p.m pacific time and then 8 p.m pacific till nine o'clock mike trudell will join me for soccer tonight as we break down the world cup those games that are going on tomorrow remember four more teams advance to the knockout stage they include include group e and group f now group e of course has the big games later in the day serbia and brazil switzerland and costa rica costa rica is out but the other three Still battling that group. And, of course, Group F earlier in the day, all three teams that we talked about in the last segment, Germany, Mexico, and Sweden, still battling Korea. Republic is out, but they take on the Germans. l my two questions to you as l fan. 877-710-ESPN, do you play for the draw or the win? And, B, is it a failure if they play a good game tomorrow, tough game, and somehow lose that and somehow are knocked out of the group? 877-710-ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. We go to the phones. Carlos is in the San Fernando Valley. Carlos, you're next up on soccer tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up, Carlos? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Good. All righty. So definitely, definitely have to play for a W. You got to yeah. win. You can't. You got to leave it all on the pitch. Um, is it a failure? It sucks, but, yeah, it is. It, it's going to be a failure. They have to get out of that group stage. As a you know a fan for your country, you have you want them to win it all. You want them to win the cup. Yeah, is it highly unlikely? You know, odds are against us for sure. Um, but they, they have to win. Is and you're going for you know you want to go to the fifth game, that legendary fifth game. You have to, at least at least they have to get to that fifth game. Okay. If they well. lose, if they lose, all the critics are going to come out about Osorio. He couldn't get out of the stage. Even though they played great that first game, the second game, it all goes down the drain. Yeah. It, it sucks, but it's the <laughs> truth, man. It's, it's reality. And it's, it's the truth, Carlos, about a tough group with a team that's not very good in Korea Republic, too. That actually sets up some interesting stuff that you just – somehow you need seven points, you know what I mean, to make yeah. sure you're out of this crazy yeah, tough group. You can't – absolutely. you got to play every game like it's your last game, give it 110%. You got to get that W. You got to get that W to shut up, shut up all the critics, and you got to give it your all. Carlos, I, I do every show like it's my last show. You did that phone call, like it's your last phone call to a sports talk radio show. Good stuff, Carlos, in the San Fernando Valley. Ricardo is in Oxnard, and he's next up here on Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up, Ricardo? 
Not much, not much. Just want to call in because I'm a true uh, three fan. I've been playing soccer since I was a little kid, and I'm, I've been watching them since I, I uh, since a little kid. So, and I really think that if they don't win uh, tomorrow, it's a failure. I think this year they have the complete total package: a forward of Vela, we got a middle of Guardado, and then back uh, and the goalkeeper we have Ochoa. So I really think uh, we could uh, take it all this year or go passing the quarterfinals at least. Ricardo, do you think they got to go out and play for the win instead of trying to worry about getting that draw? Not, they, go, they have to play for the win. They're, they, uh, the Mexican and the, you always have to go for the win no matter what, you know. So yep. I really think they're going to go for the win. There's no draw or no lose. They don't, they don't think about losing. Yeah, and it's, it's Carlo. Uh, I'm sorry, Ricardo. Great stuff from Oxnard. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening, uh, Ricardo, with a good call there. And I like what he's saying about playing for the win, and I'll tell you why. Of course he's right. You have to go play for the victory. And Ricardo said it's it's part of El Tree, right? He said it's part of us, essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing there. But he, Ricardo's right, and I'll tell you why, though. It also makes sense in this case. You play for the win because, here's the thing, we saw it with Nigeria. When you play for the draw, yeah, it looks like it's working out. Not only does it sometimes backfire on you because the other team just finds a miracle goal, but more importantly, if indeed when you start to play for a draw and you have to try to turn it around at some point and get back into the match and try to score and try to go for the win or go for a goal, it's hard to do. It's hard to turn that around. If you come out with the right mentality immediately, even if you get stung early, you know, Sweden scores some gimmicky goal or maybe the Swedes have a great set piece or something early in the game. But if you're on your front foot right from the jump, and you have that mindset and mentality, you can make that up, right? It's harder to do when you come out looking for the draw, and after 65 minutes, it's nil-nil, and you really haven't put much into the game in terms of going forward, and boom, you get stung. Then you got to turn it on all of a sudden. Good luck. We've seen that happen far too many times, and that's my point when I talk about teams who need to come out playing on the front foot and for the win, and I believe El Tree will do that. And I think they should. And I think Ricardo and Carlos and the other people talking about this and calling are right. you got to play for the win. No doubt. And you've got to go for it. You've got to assume that you're playing for a victory to get nine points. Just win the group. And if it falls that maybe Sweden gets a goal after you have, late, and maybe you hang on for a 1-1, whatever. You still win the group. But you've got to get out on the front foot. you got to get the first goal. Absolutely has to happen if you're L3. You cannot be playing for any draw. And I don't think they're going to. I really don't. I'll, I'll be shocked if Juan Carlos Osorio does that. Other games, of course, going on include that Germany Korea Republic game. It's a bit of a mismatch. I, I told you coming into this, Korea Republic was not very good. They usually are a lot better than this. This should happen to be one of their, maybe a down cycle. And we'll see if they can even hang with Germany after Germany was given new life. Serbia, Brazil, intriguing. You know, Brazil, everybody's talking about how great they're playing. Yes, they are. they got to get a result. I'm not saying, look, if Serbia wins this, Brazil is likely on their way out. Unless Switzerland absolutely falls on their face against Costa Rica, which I don't see happening. So plenty to play for tomorrow. And we will talk about it. Don't forget, Soccer Weekly at 7 o'clock tomorrow. That's the regular Soccer Weekly show with me, Dave Denholm. And then me and Mike Trudell. 8 to 9 p.m. tomorrow, soccer tonight. Thanks so much to Mario Rees. Thanks so much to Michael Funches, the two coolest guys in radio. I am Dave Denholm. Once again, Mike Trudell will be joining me tomorrow. This is Soccer Tonight here 
on ESPN LA 710. Have a good night, everyone.